Hello! And welcome to the Modest Touching. I'm your host, Chris Chusa, and this is Charlie Bradford. God, that is still the best introduction to any podcast I've ever listened to in my life. You can't keep saying that at the start. <laughs> it is pretty good though. Uh, yeah, anyway, um, what a uh, annoying break week that was. I was really sad that we couldn't do the podcast last week. I know, yeah. How well, good is it to be back? I'm really happy to be back. Yeah, it was yeah. annoying. We wanted to cover the racing, obviously. I was up in Manchester and then you were... I was you were selling, selling yeah. sustainable vodka. Sapling. Down at, yeah, sapling. Give me a shout out. Down at, um, down at Blenheim. Down at Blenheim Palace. If anyone lives in Oxfordshire, do have a little Stop trip by. to the, um, the Blenheim Palace Christmas market. It's lovely. This week, we've got a uh, friend of the podcast, super fan of the podcast, Jamie Radford, is joining us just quickly before we crack on with that interview um a lovely thing that's happening this weekend at cheltenham is for tiggy's trust uh tiggy hancock uh an all-round wonderful person by all accounts a very talented rider daughter uh loved sister and a loyal friend who so sadly was killed in a racing accident uh in the summer of last year Anyone who's going to Cheltenham this weekend, please wear your yellow uh, and think of her and her family and friends. It, it's such a special thing that, that everyone's doing this weekend. So we just wanted to say, um, you know, a massive well done to, to everyone who's involved in that. And obviously sending out our our love to all of Tiggy's friends and Tiggy's family. It's, it's clearly, it'll be a very emotional weekend, um, but it's a very special way of, of remembering her. So... So yeah, well done to them. Right, let's move on to to this week and uh, our guest, Mr. Jamie Radford. Hi guys, how are you doing? So not only is Jamie a huge horse racing fan, he's also been involved with Cheltenham winners, including Mr. Whitaker. He's also the biggest Midas Touches super fan out there which is why we've given him the full slot to run through all three races with me and charlie this week charlie you pretty excited to to have jamie with us today yeah absolutely uh good to have you on jim uh for for those of you who don't know me and jim are quite good family friends uh we actually live next door to each other and uh spend a lot of lockdown well, actually, not together, obviously, because you can't in lockdown. That's the whole point. Yeah, but, the podcast um, is socially distanced. Yes, but we uh, <laughs> no, we play Lord Warzone. Uh, you know, I was quite a lot better than Jim, but <laughs> just, just <laughs> sort of uh, he uh, he was there for the he was there for the fun. Uh, and yeah, I'm very excited to have him on. He knows a lot about horse racing, and I think he can can give some good insight for us. Top stuff, Jamie. Where did your um, where did your love of horse horse racing stem from? Um, I, yeah, I think because obviously dad has some horses, I've always been going, um, from such an early age and it's pretty enthralling. I mean, my brother's really into it as well. And, you know, just competitively, like kind of debating with my brother and my dad and my sisters and stuff. 
at the dinner table kind of stemmed from there than my friends were into at school. So yeah, I just think having attended from so so young, I really got into it. We we wanted actually, I think it's worth mentioning, we wanted to get uh your brother Harry on the pod today. Sadly couldn't make it, but I think we're teeing up a head to head between those two uh, at a later date and we'll we'll work that out because yeah. uh, as you mentioned you're obviously very competitive you both think you know the most and we love as you know on this podcast because you're a big super fan we love to pit people against each other and, and see who comes out on top hopefully we'll be able to you know get a bit of that competitive nature going today yes. and i know that jamie's going to be putting his three selections up which will go towards our leaderboard which currently is topped by charlie's sister eliza yep she did great she did a great job actually didn't she she was uh it was uh what not so sleepy unbelievable too. yeah who would have thought but that that was carnage actually because yeah. my sister had tipped up earl of the cotswolds shrewdly <laughs> because she'd been on holiday there <laughs> which you know, and I didn't see coming, but you know, it was very impressive. Yeah. And not so steep, he had a dead heat, so the price was halved. So Millie actually took the head to head. Yeah. But Eliza took the overall lead in the competition. So hats off to her. Yeah. Uh, and Jamie, we're we're expecting similar things from you. It seems like the Grantham people have uh have a bit of nouse when it comes to tipping horses. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing your yeah, selections. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, it's definitely something to do with the Grantham connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Margaret Thatcher and all that, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. She loved her horses, famously. For those of you that don't know, Margaret Thatcher was born in Grantham. Correct. Um, so, Jamie, what else are you up to at the moment? Um, I just come back from home from Dublin, um, which is nice. Nice to get back in England. And not much is on my agenda. I'm decorating the Christmas tree tonight, which would be really fun. Um <laughs> That's pretty much what's all in my diary. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I'm, I'm home, home for the next couple of weeks. That's good, though. You'll get the uh, you know get the Christmas juices flowing. I always think that's one of the most special parts of Christmas. Get the, the, the decoration. Yeah, the get, the, get the carols on. Well, we, the podcast, the listeners won't be able to see, but we have our tree up as well right next to yeah. us. Yeah, looks, so, looking good. Uh, well, no, actually, this gives us even more of a reason to go out to Dublin again, because obviously... We've got Millie, Eliza, and Jamie now. They'll all, all be there. there. They'll all be there. Maybe so. we should move there as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just all migrate. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. Should we should we move on to the to the hottest topic of today, which actually has been the verdict on the Bryony Frost and Robbie Dunn case. I think so. We it's been a pretty hectic day all around i think in the racing industry Bryony frost had alleged that that robbie dunn had been essentially bullying her and harassing her for over a period of six months uh and it went to a big court case uh at the bha in in high holborn and the verdict was given today that robbie dunn was guilty on all four charges of uh, bullying and harassment over a period extended period of six months and so as a result has been banned from racing for 18 months, which is music to my ears um, because, you know, I could definitely see scenarios where in the weighing room these things happen. I mean, it was alleged that Robbie Dunn had opened his towel in front of Bryony Frost mm. and sort of, sh- you know, shaken his private parts in some sort of malicious manner to her uh, and said some very derogatory language 
which yeah. sounded absolutely horrendous. And you know, the sport's got absolutely no place for that. So I'm, I'm happy that he's got his ban. Um, what do you guys think about it? Well, Jim, I'll let you go first if you want to. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's obviously really difficult, um, really bad for the sport as well. Gay Callaway, one of the um, the first women to run a winner, one asker, came out and said that you know when she was riding forty years ago, it was it was it was just as bad. And it was about time something happens, and obviously it's bad as well because of you know everything that's been going on cricket at the moment um, with Yorkshire. So it's not great that there's more kind of abuse um, behind closed doors that the public aren't really seeing. Um, but yeah, it's good that it's all come out, and hopefully it can you know. I mean there's more clarity yeah and the change step yeah. in the right direction yeah and i just i completely agree with jamie and i just want to add that like you know what Bryony frost did there is obviously a very brave thing to do hugely she had to take a lot of stick and and you know people basically accusing her of lying or or you know fabricate you know fabricating what what had happened um and it must have put her in a really hard position you, you know with a lot of people a lot of other people in the in the weighing room as well um so for her to go do that is is really yeah. commendable and look she's shining a light on something that clearly needs to be addressed and good on her for it and i'm really glad that there's been at least look that i don't think and i think we probably all agree that probably the the case hasn't been dealt with in the best way by the bha but yeah at least there has been some action taken uh and robbie dunn has been banned and, and there's at least been some kind of example made of him um, but it's absolutely despicable behaviour, and, and if anyone thinks otherwise, and you know there have been reactions on on Twitter that we've seen that that show that some people don't agree with this decision. Yeah, even and, people within the weighing room. Yeah. It's it, it's sickening. And it's the example ridiculous. that we're, we're directly referring to is the the Alan Corley interview today, and it's, it makes my blood boil to think of it. Yeah. But he literally he was saying that you know racing's a tough sport and you should know about it before you get yeah. before you get it, into it, it. It's, it's this whole like just... bullying happens yeah. and you should just get on with it it's like well no you've got to address the fact that it happens yeah. and stop it because you shouldn't just be expected to get on with exactly. bullying it's, it's ridiculous i don't yeah. even understand you know i don't understand where he's coming from yeah. i think he should have a really long hard look at himself because he's likely part of the problem if he's trying yeah. to say this kind of thing and so. i think at the end of the day he's probably just jealous that she's riding more winners than him yeah, I didn't even know who it was. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's actually a class jockey. Yeah. Um, anyway, we can probably move on to looking forward to the weekend's action. Now we're going to be looking at three races um, for the sake of brevity, and we're going to start with the one fifty at Cheltenham, which is, in my eyes, the biggest race of the weekend. It's, it's the Racing Post Gold Cup Handicap Chase, which was known as the December Gold Cup or commonly known as the Caspian Caviar Gold Cup. Nice. So, looking at the market, Layla, 9-2 for Paul Nichols. Silver Hallmark, 6-1, Fergal O'Brien. 7-1, Dostal Phil, Beakstown, 8-1. Faraday, 9-1. Uh, Midnight Shadow, Ryan Mania, 9-1 as well. Cool Cody, 10s alongside Fusel Raffles. Zanza, 14s. Sepage, 16. Sorry Lack, also 16. Top of the Cots ones, 33s. And 40-1 bar those. Um, let's go to our guest. Let's go to Jamie first on this one. Hopefully, a pretty shrewd pick from you here, Jamie. Yeah, I couldn't really decide between two, but I've 
hung my hat on Dostal Phil at sevens. He um he was always a tad off the top for these two miles big handicap hurdles, often running on towards the end, coming second, third. Um but over this trip, he's really unexposed. He's only had two runs. One of them he unseated at Punchestown um, when traveling nicely halfway through the race. And the other one was in um, the Paddy Power Gold Cup where he came fourth. That was on the much sharper old course. Um, and what's interesting to note is um, Lala or Layla, the, the, the favorite. Yeah. Uh, he was racing in the third pair, so kind of fifth and sixth, um, and was prominent. Whereas Dostal Phil turning it around the bend was 15th. Um, and it was about between 10 and 12 lengths behind Layla. Um, but only finished about a length behind in the finish. Uh, it's only been raised one pound. And because this is on the, the new course, which is, I mean, the race is 83 yards further, but it's also um, a much more kind of stamina sapping course because of the way the fences are positioned. I mean, that often you get racing much further out. Um, it's also got an actual one fence more as well. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I expect him to go close. He's also got some really good bits of form that suggest that the mark of one four three, you know, is flattering to him. He beat Fernando Sevilla last season by nearly six lengths. He's now rated 156. Um, and he's also third to edit to the key at entry um, over an, the inadequate two miles. Edit degree has obviously come out and won the season at Cheltenham. And the second in that race, Sadi Dot went and won a huge handicap at Punchestown. So... I would expect he's got a big pot in him and I wouldn't be surprised if he went really close. Love it. Some properly in-depth analysis there about the horses, but also the course, which is actually great because Cheltenham is such a unique track. Um, so thanks for that, Jim. And I hope that your Dostal Phil goes well. Charlie? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, it'd be good actually if I could follow up because I have, like, I think actually, well, I followed a similar line to Jim because I want to take another one out of the Paddy Power Gold Cup and it's not Dostal Phil. It was someone who came from even further back that day and that's Zanza. Um, why do I like Zanza? Well, <clears throat> I think that basically, well, what I first said, I don't think there's too much to separate the two on that um, form that I've just mentioned. Uh, in behind Midnight Night Shadow, who obviously reopposes um, today and was a big winner for me on the podcast uh, that time. Um, but I think there's probably a marginal preference um, for Zanza, and that's probably basically simply because of the price. Uh, I agree with a lot of what Jamie said, basically, um, and I do like Dostal Phil, but looking at the markets, you've got Dostal Phil at sevens, and then you've got Zanza at 14s. They ran very similar races last time out, and look, it might be a bit of a risk just going off that one piece of form, um, but... I like uh, I like the look of it. I thought they both stayed on really well. Um, they were finishing off uh, much the same at, at the end. Um, and of course, obviously looking at that, the form of that race, I think we all know it's very strong form. Uh, Protector at, uh, went and won very easily at grade two the next time yeah, out. Yeah, he was impressive. Um, so I don't think there's too much wrong in, in, in looking... Uh, quite closely at that race so so i'm going to take zanza but obviously as i said much respect jamie's selection of uh dostal phil lovely well i think neither of you are going to re respect my decision here um i've decided that this year is sepage's year this horse has already run in this race three times he's come second in it behind frodon come fourth 
two years ago um, when Walk Talk won. And last year, admittedly, pulled up uh, after on reappearance after quite a long break. And they're trying that again without a run first. And initially, I thought, well, horse clearly needs a run. But actually, a couple of years ago, this was his reappearance run when he came second behind Frodon. We all know that Frodon's a great horse and has um, gone on to win the King George. He's, he comes in here off 157. Obviously, it's going to be it's, it will be a, a very high mark for him to to win off in in such competitive handicap and him being top weight. But there's just something about these owners, and they absolutely love this race. They've also had Aso finish second um, in between uh, Sepage's or just before Sepage's first placed effort. And I think Venetia Williams is in very good form at the moment. I could just see this one really putting up a proper proper performance off the off the front end and um yeah it's 16 to 1 i think you're definitely getting value there and that is where i'm gonna hang my hat in this race so overall we've got docile phil for jamie we've got zanza for charlie and we've got sepage for me yeah how do you guys say sepage uh you say sepage yeah but it's not like what Kepaj. Kepaj. I've always said Sepaj but I've never really spoken about it much but I'm pretty sure it's Sepaj yeah cool well hopefully what is it do you know no do I'm, you know, well, I'm... Do you no know? I, did, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it is Sepaj Sepaj sounds good and that draws to a conclusion the first race well it, it's it's a wine bistro in London but I doubt that's what they named after <laughs> <laughs> they may have done <laughs> yeah what does aso stand for uh that's one of the other horses do you know the answer or not no but it's probably like a cheese as seen on screen cheese bistro in brighton as seen on as seen on site as seen on screen that's ASOS. what ASOS I thought is. It was a- as seen on site as seen on screen. Screen. good plug for asos there <laughs> Don't like ASOS. It's fast, it's fast fashion. Yeah. Don't buy from ASOS. No. Buy from charity shops in Nottingham Hill. Or Pizza Express. Yeah. yeah. Or Greg's. <laughs> I just want to buy one of those pizza. Uh, on that note, we will uh, go and take a couple of lateral flow tests. We'll see you after the break. Welcome back to the Midas Touches, episode seven. In case you were worried, we're both negative. So, let's move on to our second race of the afternoon, which is the 240 at Doncaster, the Summit Juvenile Hurdle, sponsored by Bet365. It's grade two, two miles and half a furlong, and the market's led by Porticello for Gary Moore, two to one. Magistrato for Paul Nichols comes in at fours, Knight salute for Milton Harris. He's had an epic start to the season at fives. Too friendly for the Skeltons at sevens. Bridget Andrews jocked up, part of the family. Uh, impulsive one. Eight to one for Nikki, friend of the podcast. Uh, Sacre Pierre for Donna McCain at twelves. And importantly, Khaleesi at 28. 100 to one bar. Um, I'll get mine out of the way here because uh, I'm going to tip up Khaleesi okay. here weird yeah because it's owned by my good friend william fruin who 
I played golf with the other day, and he said that he'd bought this, and he'd bought Titian, who also goes in the uh, in the Triumph trial over at Cheltenham on the same day on Saturday. And Khaleesi is just a really, really hardy horse. He's rated 85 on the flat. And, you know, the rough... <laughs> what was that, <laughs> Jamie? The Champions League yeah. in the background there, mate. You're watching some high... Are you bored of us? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just trying to close, speed up my internet. Close down <laughs> sure, like sure. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Khaleesi was rated 84 on the flat. And, and you can basically add... I think it's for, I think they say it's basically forty five pounds between thirty five and forty five pounds between a uh, between a flat rating and a jumps rating. So we'll say we'll say we'll say forty five for the purposes of this. Uh, Eighty four was what he was rated on the flat. Add forty five onto that, and you get one two nine, which really puts him in the reckoning here. But he's twenty eight to one. Brad, Charlie, no, no, go, go to Jamie on this one. You sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely. Jamie, let's 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 hit it over to you up in Grantham. <laughs> yeah, I thought this race was really, really muddling. Uh, a lot of them have, have formed against each other. Uh, Knight Salute is obviously a big four contender, having beaten three of these. Impulsive one, Magistrata and Zach Pierre. Um, but it's raised twice on the flat with the word soft in the going description, and it's come fifth of seven and fifth of five. So I feel that, and it, it's good to soft at the moment, predicted to be at Doncaster, and it's actually raining tomorrow, and it's a bird forecast. So I... Um, I would be a little bit worried about that one. Also, it be it did be impulsive one, but there's a twelve pound swing in the weights there, um, so I'm not 100 percent sure it will uphold that form. Uh, Magistrato, I watched his race about. I was pretty disappointed by his finishing effort. He seems, and I'm, I'm not. I'm surprised they haven't put a hood on, um, just to chill him out a bit. He he kind of tanks both races in Auto and Cheltenham. He tanked into the race, um, but his finishing effort was just pretty tame. Uh, Porticello, he's by Sholokov, who's the same size as Shishkin and Bob Ollinger. Um, he's a massive horse. He beat Magistrato in France and won in a listed company. But the, horse, the second favourite uh, withdrew that day um, and he jumped terribly. He's a massive horse. But he's, and on Doncaster, such a flat track, I feel like you do need to be a bit more nimble. So I wanted to be against him. Um so the one I kind of came down on was was too friendly for the skeletons. Um, nice. You've taken I wouldn't be that before. confident about this one. It's not definitely not Dostal Phil, but um, he he beat a horse called Twilight Twist by four and a half lengths, and Twilight Twist beat a horse called Saint Regier, um, who is the horse that Knight Salute beat at Cheltenham last time. So if you kind of figure that out by you know collateral form, yeah, um, too friendly kind of is very similar to to um night salute but he the key is he goes on the grounds um he he won a good to soft um skeletons on 23 percent strike rates um, if you look at that newcastle race run i mean it was snowing there was massive wind it was a horrible day um and he still traveled around really nicely bridget andrews maintains the right obviously gets on well with him um so yeah i mean it was obviously good on the flat for george scott as well you know beat rated 88 but also beat 99 rated Dushan at Doncaster family. Yeah, right? yeah, I saw that. Um, and it's also a clean jumper, um, unlike Porticello or anything like that. So yeah, yeah I, I, it it was a bit keen on the flat. It's been gelded before giving handed over to Dan. So I, I'd be surprised if that wasn't in the shakeup and things. But it, I, I can't be overly confident. Um, no, I mean, yeah, Jim makes some good points. I think you, you'd be pretty gutted though if you were the Gredleys. Uh, and I mean, bearing in mind that Two Friendly ran in a Derby trial. 
uh, what, like the start <laughs> yeah, yeah, of the flat yeah. season, and now he's here at Donkey <laughs> on the 9th of December, <laughs> on the, what, the 11th of December, and it's gonna be pissing it with rain, and it's just like, yeah, it's pretty that. gutted. Mate, um, the, the horse would already be in stud if it had won the derby, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know they'd be already raking in thousands, but to be fair, that was a shocking derby trial as it turned out, so. Um, was that Worko that one? Virko and yeah, 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 all yeah. The, that lot, they're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just going to do a quick one because I didn't, yeah, I'm kind of like Jim. They will run against each other really it's weirdly tough. as well. That's why I went for this sort of alternative form line. Is it not? No form. Is it, <laughs> is it not quite weird no that, that Porticello and, uh, or Porticello uh, and Magistrato ran against each other in France for a French trainer. I, did, I found that quite yeah. weird. The same trainer as well, David Cotin. <laughs> He's called. I just found that quite weird. But yeah. It is, it is they, They've all like run against each other. I would say impulsive one should not be bigger than Knight's Salute. I agree with Jamie on that. There's a 12 pound swing. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. Um, He would tentatively be the one for me, I reckon. Um, I kind of worry about wind surgery already. It just seems a bit odd, but yeah. um, maybe, that, maybe that will sort him out. Um, but yeah, not nothing too strong for me here. So so yeah, I think we can just go to the next race if you want. So impulsive one for you, yeah. Uh, and too friendly for Jamie. And big tip from me, Khaleesi jumps like a buck, <laughs> hardy as. <laughs> f- <laughs> and twenty eight to one's way too big. So remember that uh, we'll all be uh, in Las Vegas on Monday morning. Yeah. There we go. Uh, okay, let's move on. Two. That was actually really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good rhyme. Fuck. Yeah. Alliterate? No, not a rhyme. Is uh, it a rhyme? It yes. was a rhyme. A rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. But with there's a. It's not alliteration. It sounded a bit like, like a uh, fake tongue no, twisting. What, no, what's the? Tongue. There was a one. A man from Jester. Uh, a riddle. A rhyme. No. A rhyme. What is it, Jim? A rhyme? No, they're called. Oh, I, um... <laughs> I actually can't remember what they're called. Limerick? Yes! Yay. That's it. Limerick. 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 The, the Irish man gets Limerick. Yeah, shout out to Limerick Race Course. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Final race we're going to be looking at. The three o'clock at Cheltenham on Saturday afternoon. Hopefully you guys have already got buckets of cash by this point. It is the Unibet International Hurdle, sponsored by Unibet. It's a grade two, two mile, one furlong. Uh, the market's currently headed by Song for Someone, who won this race Last year, nine to four favourite, So Royale, three to one for Alan King. Guard your dreams, Nigel Twist and Davis, 11 to two. Bally Adam makes the trip across from the Irish. Interesting. Land, the land of the Irish. Um, Henry Brom had sixes. Then Heaven Help Us, who won at Cheltenham for Paul Hennessy, 14s, Hunter School, 16s, and Wild About Oscar is at, let's, yeah, 16s as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> Who wants to go first? Shall I go? I haven't been yeah, first. Yeah, go yet. on, mate. Treat uh, yourself. Thank you. I basically think it's between the top two in the market. And I really want to tip So Royale. But he's not that good. But he's not that good. He never <laughs> finds off <laughs> yeah. the bridle. And like he's, he's a bit of a disappointment of a horse. Uh, yeah. As nice as he is. And sorry, he's So Royale, if you're good. listening. Um, Yeah, so I'll just go for Song for Someone. I mean, it's very unoriginal because he won the race last year, but he won the race last year. 
So, mate, but also, it, I mean, and actually, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go by myself. I'll just add to what you're saying because mm-hmm. I'm also tipping song for someone. <laughs> um, I think that run last time was like one of his best runs to date. Buzz yeah. is a proper Buzz is good, horse. and we're gonna have Jess Stafford on next week to talk about um Buzz. Buzz is a serious horse that came fourth in the Cesarich, which clearly shows that you know you have to have speed and stamina and. You know, two mile one, I think at Cheltenham, which is obviously, you know, you need a lot of stamina to win there. He's won last year and he's clearly in the best form of his life. Whereas So Royale's come off the back of a third behind Not So Sleepy and Epitante, who looked very average. Um, I don't think there's much in the race here. Uh, So Song for Someone at nine to four, you know, maybe there's even a a hint of value in that. Um, Jamie, what's your assessment of this race? Yeah, I've got to make it a hat trick for some someone. Let's go! Um, I I really rarely bat below three to one, but um, I I think this is the bank of the week, and I I can't see it getting beat at all. Um, in the, in the new course, there's only two hurdle flights in the last six and a half hurdles, so they obviously get racing really far out, which doesn't suit Surrey out at all. Agreed. Um, yes. he, he likes tight tracks, flat tracks, things like Wincanton, where he wants elite hurdles, Newbury, Sandown. He needs a speed test really, and this. Mm two mile, one, fur, one furlong on the new course. Um, it just doesn't suit him at all. Mm. He came fourth in the race last year when he was eight, which is meant to be obviously his prime. He doesn't look any better this year to me. And um, some for someone like you guys said, came on the back of a great run behind Buzz. Guard Your Dreams um, was back in back and forth, third that day, right, behind think, yeah. Song for Someone. Yeah. So I can't see that overturning the form at all. Um, and really, there's just nothing in the race below that I, that I can pick out to come anywhere near. Um, and he's, he's only six on for someone as well, which is amazing. Yeah, he's already won the race. It's crazy. Um, and I was looking through the, um, I quite like looking through the previous winners to kind of get a feel for what kind of horse wins the race. And, you know, they all have form over further. Obviously, Song for Someone won it last year. Call Me Law won it in 2019, who, yeah. who won on two mile five. The new one won, won this race three times. And he, he was arguably best over two mile four, winning the, uh, the entry hurdle. Um, so, this really isn't a speed test, despite being over the, the minimum distance. And I, I can't see some for someone going beat. Love it. Okay, so yeah. the full three out of three, the full house from the chaps uh, in this, the final race that we've looked at today. Um, God, I think I'm really excited for the for the weekend's racing already. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Obviously, this week's been a bit of a... Um, bit of a nightmare with all of the stuff surrounding the the dun and um frost case and i feel that's really taken away the the spark from from the weekend's racing but actually mm. it's it's huge and it's mm. very exciting and there's some proper races and hopefully some winning tips yeah uh maybe just quickly jim do you have any other horses that you want to mention yeah is there anything else that that there is one horse eye? that is very um it's 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 called Cordo Rico. It's in the three fifteen at Doncaster. Yeah. On on Saturday, it's it's ten nine to one on Skybet. The price is going as I speak. I think it's a sea of blue on odds checker. Oh. Um, and his record first time out for a reappearance for the season reads one one p two four. The the pulled up was when he he clattered the first time to Haydock, um, and he got pulled up straight away. Um, he won his next start, so technically that was his reappearance. The second was in the grade two Peter Chase when he was 100 to one odds. He was 25 pounds below the winner and he came second um, by top notch that time what it was. And the fourth was last year in the Paddy Power Gold Cup running on really strongly. 
It's over three miles on Saturday. He's only raced over three miles once and he won a listed race. Um, first time out of the season, which obviously, like I just said, he goes really well. And they've dropped up Brian Hughes, who's the king of the north. So I, I, I can't see if you can get any each way price on that, I would take it. Oh, that oh, That's pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the fact they picked up Brian Hughes for that, who is storming ahead, had a double today on Thursday, as we record, uh, up at Newcastle. I mean, they're clearly pretty confident of a big run. So that's very well sought out there. Um, looks like you've definitely found a, a bit of value there, Jamie. Mate, they, so thanks for thanks for giving that to our listeners. As they well. also uh, they get Brian Hughes on to win. He's won one, two, three, four chaps, five times. <laughs> He's won five times from seven <laughs> runs on this horse. Oh, lads! So that's another tick in the box. Okay, that is double up. Song for someone. That. Uh, Corto Rico, big, big double there. Any um, from either of you lads on Friday? No. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got one tomorrow. <laughs> Go on, Jim. <laughs> yeah, if you want an even earlier punt, tomorrow um, in the 215 <laughs> at Doncaster, a horse called Leon, Leon Cavallo, um, who's proved the model of consistency for his stable, uh, came sixth in the county hurdle and been placed in, in two class one handicap hurdles this year. Um, the form of that looks really good. Um, Captain Morgs ran really respectfully at Newby the other day. Mm. And the fifth place, um, Highway 102, uh, just come out of one today at Taunton, uh, class three class three hurdle. What's really interesting is it's actually been dropped a pound. And the last time it ran in class three, it's been running these class one hurdles. The last time it ran in a class three was in 2019 in May. And it won easily. Um, Anyway, it's dropping back into a class a class three now for the first time in, in two years. And it's five to one everywhere, whatever bookmaker you want, um, with four places. There's no way it'll be out of the frame. Um, it might get done. It's, it's lugging around 11 to 11. So it might get done. But in terms of an each way bet, um, you know, it's an each it's way bet. Nothing. Um, so, yeah, love have it. what you like. I love it. Um, well, that is, that's class. I think we've had a great chat and we've, Definitely found some winners there. Just to wrap up, let's quickly run through Jamie's selections for our leaderboard. We've got Dostal Fell in the 150. And then we've got Two Friendly in the 240 at Donny. And then in the three o'clock, the International Hurdle, we've got Song for Someone, which was also supported by both myself and Charlie. So Song for Someone's clearly the nap of the weekend. Mm. Um it's going to be a cracker again. Uh, Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks and, so much for having me on, guys. Yeah, I loved it, mate. Not at all. Uh, you're you're more than welcome yeah. in the future. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna get you back. We're gonna get Harry booked in, and we're gonna get you back and do a head to head, and and we'll see how you do. But yeah, thanks for coming on, Jim. It's it's been a lot of fun. I think you've you've actually probably put us to shame because you gave a lot more concise insight than me and Tris ever yeah. gave. So. <laughs> Yeah, that made amazing stuff. Um, what an interview. And we will see you very soon. Wow. What an interview that was. Did you enjoy having Jamie on? Yeah, definitely. It was it was a good interview. He's a smart kid. And uh, I think he's given some uh, some really good insight there. I mean, we all love Song for Someone. So yeah. you better get, get your money down there. Everyone. But, um, 
set up your betting accounts, get your free bets, uh, and back Song for Someone in the 3 o'clock at Cheltenham on Saturday. What a great episode. It's been an absolute pleasure to record it for you guys once again. Please do keep on following us, keep on sharing us, keep on subscribing and making sure you've got all notifications turned on so you know when our latest episodes are out. It's not complicated. It's usually at the same time every week uh, on the Thursday at midnight. It's awesome. Thank you so much for listening once again. It's a goodbye from me, Tris Chusa. And it's a goodbye from me, Charlie Bradbitt. Goodbye. Bye.